0: And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The biggest games of the football season are coming, and Play Sugar House is introducing new parlay features just in time for the playoff push. For your next bet, try a new multi-game parlay and combine bets across games to make your perfect combo. Combine player props, game bets, and even different same-game parlays into one multi-game parlay. Make your parlay today at PlaySugarhouse Sportsbook. Download the Play Sugar House app or go to playsugarhouse.com to place your bets. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Play Sugar House. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. A midweek show for you today. We will do a little bit of everything. We'll do some NBA for uh, the first time in a while. Uh, obviously, some NFL as always. Three bowl games today. I'll give you a few thoughts on those. I actually have a couple of picks in those games. Uh, I love bowl season, but with, you know, the opt-outs, the cancellations, you know, teams pulling out last minute, it, uh, you know, has not been great, I must admit. You know, part of the reason you like the bowls, especially as an NFL fan, you particularly want to see these guys who uh, are going to be in the NFL draft in a few months. And most of those guys are the ones who are, are opting out. So hasn't been great in terms of the bowls. Uh, I ended the Monday show talking about uh, on Christmas, the Madden documentary that aired, which, like I said, it was just tremendous. If you haven't seen it, I think it re-aired last night and it's streaming. If if you want to go watch it, you can and you should. It's really, if you like football, it's just incredible. Uh, And then last night around like seven o'clock or so, we find out uh, that he had passed away at the age of uh, 85. Uh, Just eerie timing. Now now Madden did speak in that documentary. Uh, He was pretty heavily featured in it. But other than him appearing in it, it was almost like a eulogy—the way you know everyone spoke of him in it, and the way, uh, just the whole feel of it. So to watch that on Saturday, and look, Madden wasn't really in our conscious anymore. So that, that documentary made you think of him and, and what a giant he was. And then a few days later, he passed away. Uh, the report said he died unexpectedly, but just eerie timing. From uh, what everyone said in terms of his family, you know, he's really happy. Every, he, it meant a lot to him that he was able to see uh, everyone's thoughts, everyone's, you know, just the documentary in general meant a lot to him. So Uh, really, really strange timing, eerie timing, 85 for Madden. Parcells had a great quote, uh, in that documentary. He said, you know, it's hard enough to get the top to the top of one profession, let alone two, which is what Madden did. Well, a couple of things I didn't realize, I didn't realize he had the best winning percentage in, in, in any coach in NFL history, 103 wins, 32 losses and seven, seven ties, which, not sure how you get seven ties. I'm guessing the overtime rules were different back then or there weren't any overtimes back then. I'll have to go back and look that up. But uh, that, that's Madden. He passes away at 85. Chris Stone from the LA Times tweeted something I thought that was interesting. He said, John Madden, think about this. He went to Cal Poly Slabisco as an offensive lineman, gets drafted in the 21st round back You know when there were only 21 rounds to be drafted in the NFL, and then he becomes larger than life. I mean, think about that for a second. An offensive lineman from Cal Poly, Silvisco turned into maybe, I mean, I guess he could argue he's the most influential person in the history of football. Uh, I mentioned the other day, someone said on the documentary, look, there was a time where if you were trying to sell something, if you, if you had a product to sell, it was Michael Jordan 1 and John Madden too. I mean, that was the list. He was that big, he was that influential. So uh, that's mad. I just wanted to spend a minute on that. Just, A legend in every way. I got to try one of those turduckins, by the way. Those look amazing. That was a a big part of, not a big part, but it was a segment uh, on the documentary where, you know, he talked about it on Thanksgiving at turducken. It's turkey, it's a duck, and it's chicken all stuffed into one. I guess the guy he bought it from went from barely selling any to selling, you know, 6,000 a year, something crazy. So uh, just uh, a great feature. It's really timely now. If you can find it, go back and watch it. Just wanted to spend a minute on that. Uh, Let's do the Knicks for a minute. I haven't haven't done a lot of NBA recently because, uh, well, look, I want people to listen to the show. It's prime football season, and the NBA right now, let's face it, is a dreadful product. I mean, guys being pulled off the streets, out of the G League, into starting lineups, it's – uh, it's a really tough watch right now. The Christmas Lake uh, was just unwatchable. I mean, that's usually prime time for NBA. That's usually their best games, featured games, good matchups, you know, finals rematch, LeBron versus Curry, stuff like that. It was just tough to watch. Now, some of the guys came back. Harden came back. Giannis came back. But, uh, you know, Hawks-Knicks was brutal early Christmas afternoon, Christmas morning. The Hawks were just totally neutered. And a lot of these teams are just not worth watching right now. There's nothing... To glean from watching. There's not much to glean from the result. Uh, just not a lot of gleaning going on in general. The Knicks have had a few guys out, but they have not really been ravaged uh, by COVID like these other teams have as much. Part of that is they're not top-heavy. You know, when you don't have any superstars to lose, you know, you got a bunch of B-minus, C players. You don't have any stars to lose that can kind of you know, play in your advantage. Uh, they did lose Derrick Rose for a lengthy period of time. He's out eight weeks within ankle injury i believe some injury to some part of his body i'm pretty sure it's an ankle he's out eight weeks he's actually played pretty well for them so that's a big loss uh kemba walker has been thrust back into the uh back into the lineup he's played pretty well uh he shot it okay you know he had a 44 point game a week or so ago so thibodeau you know it's like that x that breaks up with you and then you know comes knocking on your door begging you to take him back so Uh, Knicks actually need Kemba now. He hasn't shot well the last two games. I think he was 3-for-11 on Christmas, 3-for-12 last night. Uh, Look, he's still small. He's still a liability on defense, but he can still score. Uh, Good to see. Everyone loves Kemba. I mean, there's nobody that doesn't like Kemba. He's a really likable guy. Uh, Obviously, playing at UConn, it makes him uh, a local favorite, local hero. So everyone loves Kemba. But Knicks now are 16-18 after a couple of wins. They play again tonight. They get the Pistons. Uh, then the Raptors, the Thunder. I'm sorry, the Thunder. Then the Raptors and the Pacers. So they got a chance here, the Knicks, to you know kind of get their head above water, get above 500. I saw that you know these back to back wins. It's the first time they won back to back games since October, which is really hard to believe. Uh, look, we know the East is better. The East is a little deeper, but it's bunched up, and they're back up to the 10 seed. They have 18 losses, and you look at it, the Sixers are the 6 seed, and they have 16 losses. So uh everything's kind of right there for you now Toronto is the 12th seed with 17 losses so a good week you're right there in great shape a, a bad couple of days and uh, you go right to the bottom so this will all play out it's all a lot of it's schedule based and like I said with people being out and it's just really hard to to you know make hay of what's what here uh, in the NBA with everybody bunched up here Knicks have a chance to get back on schedule uh they beat the Hawks Saturday on Christmas, Hawks had nobody. And again, look, they played last night the Timberwolves. I mean, this is just a joke. I mean, you can't even call them the Timberwolves. This is basically the sisters of the poor. This is no Carl Anthony Towns, no Edwards, no D'Angelo Russell, no Patrick Beverly. I mean, your four best players are out. Uh, so when you see some of these lines and they're strange, this is probably why, I mean, the Timberwolves last night, I and mean, it's just not a team. They're pulling Greg Monroe off the street. They're playing guys you never heard of. Uh, Monroe actually had, I think, I don't know if he had a triple double or close to a triple double on Monday against the Celtics, and they were asking him about the game after the game. You know what he thought? He's like, "Oh, I don't know this guy Norvell, who's his teammate." He goes, "You know this guy Norvell? I've never heard of him. I don't really know him, but I guess he played a good game." So it's these guys are playing with strangers. It's uh, look, the NBA is just trying, like everybody else, is just trying to get through the season. Uh, I do wonder if it was the playoffs that they'd be handling this differently in terms of the testing, but. Uh, just kind of is what it is right now. Look, I, I, I can't really bet on the NBA right now. It's really hard to have opinions on, you know, motivation and who's in, who's out. But I just wanted to spend a minute on the Knicks, who are minus seven and a half tonight, total 208 uh, at Detroit. Boy, how bad are you the Pistons? You're you're getting seven and a half against the Knicks. Uh, Mitchell Robinson has come back to the Knicks, played pretty well for them defensively, giving them a nice presence at the rim, which they need. Uh, the Knicks just, their defenses fell off from last year. Look, they were a middling team that overachieved last year. And we're kind of seeing that this year. And they're in a weird spot because they're not very good, but they're also not very young. You know, they're they're playing a lot of older players. Uh, Thibodeau likes to chase every win, which uh, is admirable in one sense. That's sort of his job to win every game. You can say, well, if he's a coach, it's his job to win every game. I get that. But big picture, I'm not sure what the plan is here with this team going forward. You know, I would just play quickly and McBride and Grimes and the young guys as much as possible and kind of build for the future. You know, the Knicks, uh, they're really going to have a decision here at the trade deadline. Do you go for it? And, And look, when I say go for it, obviously, I don't mean a title or a finals or even a conference finals. I mean, do you make a trade to help you win now, to help you? Look, I don't even know. What's your upside here? Get into the main draw winning even a series winning a first round series seems far fetched at this point. If you're the Knicks, I don't know that you can do that, but I guess if the right trades there, do you go for that? Or do you do what what you should do? And that is, you know, sell off pieces. If you could get younger players, get draft picks, keep building. Uh, that's probably the direction I would go. That is the direction I would go. This is not obviously a championship nucleus nucleus, not even close. Uh, Julius Randle has predictably regressed I think in a major way on offense so a weird spot for the Knicks you know you you don't want to be they're where you don't want to be in the NBA and that is stuck in the middle sort of you know you call it that treadmill of mediocrity you're not competing for titles but you're not picking in the top five it's a tough position to be in although the Knicks have drafted pretty well here under this new regime you know Quickly was a good pick and uh, some of the guys they got last year like I said with Grimes and with Quickly have done a nice job but You know, not sure big picture here, what the Knicks are going to do. Not a title team. I think the goal was, look, you're still miles ahead of where you were two years ago when you were just dumpster fire. You're not a dumpster fire anymore. You're respectable. You're competitive. Uh, I think the goal here is to just be competitive enough to be an attractive place, you know, not be a dumpster fire. So when the next free agent, the next unhappy superstar becomes available, you can be a landing spot. Now, who is that next guy? That's the question. I mean, Lillard hasn't played great. He's older, as good as he is. He's not that, you know, LeBron, Durant, Curry. He's a good, he's a really good player, borderline great player, but he's not a best player on a championship team type of guy. He's a guy where, you know, if he's your one B, uh, you got a good chance. But look, with his, his, his size, now his age, defensive liability, that's not the type of guy that's going to change, you know, change you into a title contender. I just don't know who that next guy is. You know, Zion can't even get on the court. You figure maybe down the line he could be the guy that, you know, maybe jumps ship from New Orleans, but, you know, we haven't seen him. He's played great when he's played. He's just heavy, and he seems to be hurt a lot. And, you know, he seems to be going down that Greg Oden path, which is kind of sad because, you know, he's he was so exciting, so athletic in college. I'm not sure. Look, it's too early to write him off, but, I mean, if you could redo that draft, you'd probably take John Moran over him just because of the certainty. So I don't know where the next guy is. I mean, Jokic is signed up, is locked up long-term. So is Doncic. Uh, LeBron, I mean, maybe LeBron goes to Cleveland for the last couple of years, but he's kind of past being that guy. Davis is locked up. And I'm just going through the superstars here. Uh, I don't know what the next superstar is that's available. And I know that's kind of – look, that's the name of the game in the NBA. I mean, it's as simple as that. Get a top-five player, get a top-three player, uh, and then try to build off him and try to win a championship. And if you don't have one of those guys, you're just kind of – Kind of twiddling your thumbs trying to get them. So uh, that's the Knicks scenario. 16 and 18, they play the Pistons tonight. Schedule gets a little easier here. They're kind of beating up on these teams who are uh, just without a lot of their guys. Like I said, the Hawks, the, uh, the the Wolves last night, that was an ugly game. Knicks do cover. I think they won by eight. They were favored by five. Uh, game stayed way under the total. It was 90. I think it was 97, 89, something like that. So the Knicks do cover. Game stays under. Uh, let's look at the title odds here. Just. For the NBA, Uh, Nets are still the favorite, plus two fifty. They are the short shot. Warriors plus five fifty. Bucks plus seven hundred. Suns plus eight hundred. Lakers plus one thousand. Jazz plus one thousand. Boy, I would need i I would be tempted to take a shot at the Lakers, but I would need a lot more than plus one thousand. Heat plus sixteen hundred. Lake uh, Clippers plus twenty two hundred. Bulls plus twenty five hundred. Sixers plus twenty five hundred. Nuggets plus three thousand. Mavericks plus four thousand uh knicks are way down the line your knicks are plus plus seven thousand. knicks are not winning the title so don't need to talk about that i don't even want to tempt you i don't want to get your put i don't want to tempt you i don't want to put your mind in a bad place here you know what let me take a shot on the knicks do not do not take a shot on the knicks uh as far as value and those are the odds provided by play Sugarhouse Sportsbook, of course like i said i would need more on the lakers as bad as they've been you look at these other teams and i look if you get lebron and davis in the playoff series i the you got to think that they can hang with any of these teams i mean do the suns really scare you i know westbrook's been a disaster and ideally they like to get them off the, the floor or get them off the roster but i don't know that anyone could take that contract it's so toxic um at, at 10 to 1 it's not a play i was hoping it'd be you know 25 30 to one and at that price maybe it's worth a, a sprinkle a little investment um i guess the jazz at 10 to 1 jazz are kind of flying under the radar you know the nets at plus 250 is just too short for me and they have too much uncertainty warriors have played well but if you're not going to get anything out of clay i'm not sure and and look he's supposed to come back in january we just haven't seen him in a while Uh, the jazz to me are flying under the radar i know they burned everyone last year they had a great regular season they completely flamed out with that playoff series uh against the clippers with no Kawhi. but to me if you're looking for just the value i think the jazz maybe a 10 to 1 is not a terrible price but uh it's tough in the nba it's tough for the nba futures because it's not you know it's not march madness it's not you know, in baseball, the Atlanta Braves can kind of come out of nowhere and win and all. It doesn't usually happen in the NBA. There was that one year with the Mavs in 2011, where like, well, it might have been a six seed. They were definitely off the radar. I think they were underdogs in every series they played Portland round one, then the Lakers, then they beat OKC and the Heat. I think they were underdogs in every series and they won the title, but that was uh, definitely a rarity. So, I'm not sure I see a great bet here. I think Utah is flying under the radar, but 10 to 1. Eh, I'm not not dying to bet that. I would look for the Lakers at like thirty to one if it dropped, kept dropping. I just don't see. That's a bad roster. As much as I hate the roster, I can't stand Westbrook. Uh, this thing is still pretty wide open. You know, maybe Milwaukee at seven to one. Um, I, again, it's pretty wide open. The playoffs are going to be fun. I love the playoffs in the NBA. Just in terms of the regular season right now, it is uh, it is tough to watch. You don't know what you're watching, who you're watching. I mean, you had a guy, you had Joe Johnson get signed by the Celtics last week. Joe Johnson has played against Michael Jordan and he's still in the league, which was one of my favorite stats. I mean, he, he played against Michael Jordan. I think it was 2002. Joe Johnson was with the Celtics and Jordan was with the Wizards, obviously. And uh, to have a guy in the league that played against Michael Jordan, it's just one of those kind of fun facts and just shows you the absurdity of what's going on right now. Now on the bright side, we'll probably get one of these 10 day guys, one of these G League guys who gets called up out of necessity and sticks in the league. And makes kind of a sports movie out of it. So that is a good, it's a good thing. It, it'll be a good story when it happens. I'm sure it will. But it's just kind of absurd right now. I mean, you're gonna have some of these guys who sign a 10-day contract with one team, play well. That team gets its guys back and they go to another team who has COVID issues and they start to play there and they play well. And they're just gonna have a guy who just travels around and plays team to team. Sort of like that episode of Seinfeld where Kramer uh, is the filling at the Tonys, and they wanted to just fill the empty seats. When anyone gets up from their seat, he just goes from seat to seat. I mean, that's what you're going to have in the NBA with these 10-day guys. It's uh, it's pretty comical. It's hard to bet on. It's hard to talk. So that's why we haven't spent a lot of time on that. But just wanted to get a few minutes uh, on the Knicks. In get, give you a few thoughts on them. They are in Detroit tonight playing the Pistons. Knicks minus seven and a half. When we come back, we'll do a little NFL. We'll touch on the bowl games. This is the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook. PlaySugarHouse Sportsbook has taken its game to the next level. Not only has it added robust, same-game parlays for football, it's playable in a new state, Connecticut. Whether you want to place your bets in New Jersey or Connecticut, you can count on PlaySugarHouse Sportsbook to deliver a -a one-of-a-kind experience, from your first bet to your fast payout approval. Download the PlaySugarHouse app or go to PlaySugarHouse.com today. Must be 21, playable in New Jersey or Connecticut. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or 888-789-7777 in Connecticut. All right. We are back. New York City cast play Sugarhouse Sportsbook. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. You can now leave a rating on Spotify, which a few of you have done. So I appreciate that. Uh, Let's get to, I guess we'll start with some bowl games. Uh, We got three of them today. Hopefully none of these get canceled in the last second here. Uh, Maryland, Virginia tech. That's two fifteen Eastern. Maryland is minus four at play Sugarhouse Sportsbook totals 55 Uh, Iowa state. Clemson Clemson's minus two and a half, total 44 and a half. Then Oklahoma and Oregon, Oklahoma's minus seven, total 62 and a half. I actually got a couple of picks on these Maryland, Virginia Tech. Maryland is not a good team, they have all sorts of issues. Uh, to his brother had a disappointing year. I know a lot of people, you know, thought he was like a Heisman sleeper. Maryland's had a terrible year, they're not good on defense. Why are they favored by four? Why do I like them? Well, everybody, and I mean everybody who's decent on Virginia Tech has pulled out. I think they're on to a third-string quarterback, a uh, bunch of key players on defense, bunch of key linemen. They are bare bones. Uh, so Maryland is minus four in this game, and I think that's justified. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Uh, I like Maryland minus four in this one. That's at 215 Eastern. Iowa State, Clemson, this is the Cheez-It Bowl, the legendary Cheez-It Bowl. <laughs> Clemson's actually now, now minus two and a half. It was Iowa State minus a point or so. Uh, Iowa State's had a couple of opt outs, including the linebacker Hall, who's going to be in the NFL. He's a hell of a player. I think he was All American, uh, has all sorts of records for Iowa State. And that's what's tough. You like to see, you know, Hall's a guy you would like to watch. You know, you haven't really watched Iowa State all year. You know, he's going to be in the NFL. That's a guy where, you know, you're home, you're not doing anything else. You watch the game and you see how good he is. Uh, just kind of the way it is with bowl season now it's tough I mean we could still watch these games we could still bet on them but uh, most of the best players are not playing uh, for Clemson both of their coordinators have moved on Venables the defensive coordinator uh, moved on and he's a big key I think this Clemson defense is really good but are they going to be as good without him uh, the Clemson offense has been really disappointing I think we all assumed uh, we would just step in and Uh, take over for Lawrence to keep this juggernaut going he did not he had a terrible year Clemson went nine and three I mean it seems like they had a much worse year than that they pulled a few games out at the last second they had a really disappointing year and uh, that's why I lean Iowa State here I mean pound for pound Clemson probably has the better players but I think this just means more to Iowa State I mean they've had you know some rough bowl games Notre Dame killed them a couple years ago I think playing Clemson means a lot to Iowa State and you know, sometimes in these bowl games, it's more about motivation than anything else. I think Clemson, you know, you're know, you used to playing for national championships, going to the playoffs. They came into this year thinking, you know what, we can win it all. And now they're stuck playing a, a Wednesday night 545 in the Cheez-It Bowl against Iowa State. I don't know that they're going to get up for this game. Like I said, they've struggled on offense. They're missing both of their coordinators. So uh, Iowa State plus two and a half is a play for me. And just keep this in mind. Uh, you know, plus one and a half, plus two and a half, plus two. Those are all more valuable lines in bowl season than anything else because uh, let's just say Iowa State's up seven with, you know, a minute to go. Clemson scores a touchdown. Most of the time in regular season games, they're going to kick the extra point. I know in the NFL they're going for it a little more now, but for the most part you're going to kick the extra point, especially in college where it's closer and you're going to play for overtime. In bowls, what happens is they say, you know what, screw it. It's the cheese at Bowl. I'm going to go for two. I'm going to go for the win. Who cares about overtime? And the game lands on one either way. So that plus one and a half, two, two and a half is more valuable. So, uh, you know, it's tempting to take the money line. You say, oh, they're not going to win by one or two. Well, it, it lands on one or two more than you would think in a in bowl situation. So Iowa State plus two and a half is a play for me. I think they're more motivated, uh, even though Clemson's a little better. I think Clemson without their coordinators, without uh, much of an offense, I think Iowa State gets it done here and wins. What should be a pretty good game. I think it's probably the best game of the day. It's too bad they don't have both both teams don't have both of their all their players, but uh, pretty good game here Iowa State and Clemson. That's at 545 Eastern. We like Iowa State. Oregon, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's minus 7 62 and a half. This is at 915 Eastern. Great game on paper. Two teams that, you know, what had aspirations to make the playoffs, sleepers to win it all. I mean, Oklahoma's usually in the mix for the playoffs. Oregon until late, very late in the year had a chance to make the playoffs great game right well uh nobody is playing for either team Thibodeau is going to be a high pick for Oregon he's sitting out I mean if you could just spend a half hour going through all the guys for both teams who are sitting out both of the coaching staffs are, are, are gone obviously Cristobal leaves Oregon so they have an interim coaching staff Oklahoma uh, is being coached by Bob Stoops believe it or not because their coach obviously Lincoln Riley moved on to USC USC so uh Hard hard to know what to make of this one. I mean, really, Oklahoma minus seven. I don't know how you lay seven here. I just think you know, maybe Oregon's got more opt-outs. a uh, half. 62 and a half. Maybe you take the over and you, you say, you know what, they're both just gonna sling it around because they have interim staff. I don't know. I don't have a play here. I, I guess if you're gonna force me to bet anything, just say, you know what? There's so much uncertainty. You take the plus two twenty on the money line and just take a chance and have something to watch. I guess that would be the way to go. It's too bad because both of these teams are pretty good, have a lot of talent. There's just Uh, a ton of opt-outs on both. So no play for me in that one, but those are the three games, Maryland and Virginia tech, Iowa state Clemson's Oregon and Oklahoma. Our picks are Maryland minus four and Iowa state plus two and a half. Uh, I've got a few bowl games tomorrow. I mean, I'll be on with, I think I'm doing a crossover with Danny Burke tomorrow. We're going to talk about the giants and the bears. Uh, We'll just have some laughs with that one and go over all the NFL tomorrow for the bowls, South Carolina, North Carolina, I would lean North Carolina there. South Carolina is missing a ton of guys in North Carolina. I you know, I think Hal's actually playing in the game. He is playing in the game, so that gives them a huge edge. That's 11.30 in the morning tomorrow. That's the Mayo Bowl, the famous Mayo Bowl. Okay. Uh, Tennessee-Purdue, that's Tennessee minus six. That's tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I would lean Tennessee in that one. Uh, and then tomorrow, I think this is also tomorrow, yeah, we got – Four games total tomorrow. Uh, Pittsburgh, Michigan State. Pickett's obviously not going to play. They went from a three-point favorite to like a three-point underdog. It's actually two and a half minus 105 right now. So Michigan State is favored. Uh, Would lean Michigan State there. Don't have a pick there. And then tomorrow night, Arizona State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin minus six against Arizona State. Uh, Would probably lean towards taking the six with, with Herm Edwards' squad there in Arizona State. Low total of 41. You figure that should be a close, you know, 23-20, 20-17 23-20, 20 to 17 type of game. That six looks pretty valuable. Uh, you don't really trust Wisconsin with that offense to get margin. So Arizona State would be uh, another pick tomorrow. So we got some bowl games today. We got four today or three today, four tomorrow. You know, you almost forget that the national championship uh, semifinals are Friday. The season goes, it's almost like two seasons. You know, you play from last week of August all the way until, you know, last week of November, early December. And you go a month without playing. You kind of forget about these teams, these games. Uh, and Then they kind of pop up and you say, oh, all right, we got some playoff games. So uh, that'll be Friday afternoon. You got Bama and Cincy. That's up to 14. Uh, I know by the numbers Cincy's the play. I, I, I know Bama, this isn't the typical great Bama team. They lost the game. They were lucky they didn't lose to uh, to uh Auburn. Auburn had a beat. How Auburn let them off the hook in that iron ball, never know. Bama really shouldn't be here, but they are. Now they're the favorite at least co-favorite here with Georgia. Uh, and look, by, by the numbers, you probably take the 14. I'm just, I can't do it with Cincy. I can't put my money on, on Cincinnati against Alabama. I know that's kind of square. I know that's uh, maybe simplifying it too much, but the Saban with a month to prepare uh, Cincinnati, this is just, this is like going from a knuckleball to a guy that throws 99 with the teams you play in SMU and Tulsa, uh, Connecticut. I mean, like the, the teams that Cincy plays and now you got to step up and you play Alabama, um, not sure I'll bet it if if I did I would lean Bama, although you know at 14 you're missing the best of the number because it was 13 and a half that's the 330 game on Friday uh the, the nightcap Friday New Year's Eve I don't know why they put this on New Year's Eve I don't know if that's the best for ratings but look I'll be watching it I got nothing else to do Georgia minus seven and a half against Michigan total 45 and a half oh, this is a great game I, you know I, I'm happy for hardball I thought he kind of got a raw deal all these years and he had a really bad year last year but other than that You know, they've been nine and two in the mix for playoffs and, you know, a break here or there. They could have made it. I think it was 2016 where, you know, they got a bad spot on a quarterback sneak where if they get a good spot, they win the game. They beat Ohio State and they're in the playoffs. So I I think Harbaugh's kind of gotten a raw deal here. I'm happy he's in the playoffs and I think his team's competitive in this game. I don't trust the Georgia quarterback. I don't trust the Georgia coach. I think Michigan's excellent on defense. I think they can run the ball. Now, look, running the ball in Georgia is not easy. Georgia's outstanding up front, but look, uh, Bama moved the ball on them. Bama threw it on him. So uh, to me, this is a close game, a, a tight, to, uh, close to the vest, you know, 23 20 field position type of game. I, I would lean towards an under. And I, I think Michigan's got a good chance to upset him. I like Michigan plus seven and a half. So uh, those are the semifinal games on Friday, three thirty for Bama Cincy. And then the nightcap, seven thirty for Georgia and Michigan. And like I said, you kind of forget these games; uh, you just forget all about them. I mean, you go a month without playing. It's, it's really, it's like half the half the offseason. I mean, a month is a long time. It's a long time to go without playing. Uh, so that's always, you know, okay. I think that makes you lean towards the better coach. And I, I think Harbaugh and Saban are clearly the better coaches here. I mean, people forget Harbaugh. He Took over a Niners team that was just terrible. First year went to the conference title game. Uh, the kid for, for San Francisco doesn't fumble the punt, not one punt, but two punts. They beat the Giants, they go to the Super Bowl, and you know, who knows, maybe they win it. Then the next year, he goes to the Super Bowl, um, gets a really should have been a holding call in the end zone on I think it was Crabtree, where if they score, they probably win that Super Bowl. And the next year, he's in the NFC title game again. So, his first three years, he went to the NFC title game all three years, went to a Super Bowl, you know, almost won 1 1. Uh, Then that fourth year in San Francisco, it kind of, the wheels fell off and, you know, Harbaugh kind of wears out as welcome, but I think Harbaugh is a hell of a coach. So I think coaching is really important in these, in these settings with all this time off, all this time to prepare. And and like I said, Georgia is really uh, questionable at quarterback with Stenson Benning. I I don't know that they'll even play him. I think, you know, it could be a scenario where if he has a couple bad series, they'll go to the backup because he was terrible against Alabama. He looked, um, you know, he looked shook. He looked like a deer in the headlights. So. Bama probably gets the win. Do they win it by 10? Do they win it by 21? Uh, I mean, that's really what you're betting. I'd be shocked if they lost the game. You know, they have a habit of getting a big lead. Then second half, they kind of just run the ball and take their foot off the gas. So I'm not sure about laying the 14. I I certainly wouldn't take it with Cincy. Uh, Although I'm sure by the numbers, that's probably the best play. But uh, Michigan would be my bet here. Cincy, Alabama. Look, if Cincy scores first, I'll probably jump on Alabama live, but not one I'm dying to bet here. But excited for these games, excited for all these bowl games. Uh, in terms of the NFL, Giants and Bears, come on. I mean, uh, I'll do some of this with Danny Burke tomorrow. It's up to uh, – Bears are minus six, totals 37. If you want to tease the Bears with something, you figure they're going to win. You figure Mike Lennon or Jake Fromm can't win a game. Okay, I'll buy it. But, uh, look, with, with a full slate of NFL games and – Uh, These games are all on Sunday. There's nothing Thursday, nothing Saturday, I guess because of the bowl games, but with a full slate of NFL games, if you're going to sit here and you're going to bet the giants and the bears, look, the money's green. It doesn't matter who you bet, but I am not betting this game. Maybe I'll look for a prop or something, but as of now, this game just does not have my interest. Uh, Bucks and the jets lines right around 14, 45 and a half. Uh, Arians, the Bucks coach did test positive for COVID. So, you know, you always have to be careful here if there's one or two cases there might be more and that's the concern here you know if you're laying 14 you're going to worry that, you know what if Brady gets COVID or something where uh, if you're taking the 14 with the Jets look if anyone on the Jets gets COVID if Zach Wilson gets it who cares Mike White or somebody else plays it's not much of a drop-off so uh, I would actually lean Tampa here I think Brady will come in and you know he'll do what he always does to the Jets which is put up you know 30 something points and I just don't see how the Jets remain competitive here i not usually in the habit of laying 14 points on the road, especially at the NFL, but uh, the Jets just, look, you, you can't run on Tampa. Tampa's really good on defense. You figure Wilson will probably turn the ball over, make a few mistakes. Once he gets behind, he has to throw every down. Uh, that could get ugly. That offensive line for the Jets versus the Bucks. So I would actually lean towards Tampa. I know, it's look, that's a lot of points to lay on the road. 13 and a half uh, to lay on the road is tough, but... Uh, I would actually lean towards Tampa. I mentioned yesterday, Brady is plus 650 to win MVP. Now, to me, that's an overreaction. Uh, I know Rodgers has played better, but look, Brady is 44. He leads the league in passing yards. He's going to lead the league in touchdowns. Uh, I mean, they're going to bury the Jets. They're going to bury the Panthers next week, assuming they don't sit people. Uh, To me, that's an overreaction. Now, good to my head, I think Rodgers wins the award. But, you know, if you have nothing in pocket, if you have no bets on this uh, award market, Brady plus 650, I know there's some plus 700s. Um, that's really – that's a tempting bet. I think Brady, it's more like – I wouldn't say it's 50-50, but I think it's like 60-40. I, I think – and look, the Vikings play the Packers Sunday, and Vikings usually play them pretty tough. It, if you know the Packers lose Sunday and Rodgers has a poor game on Sunday night in primetime, uh, this thing could swing again towards Brady. So I like the box. I think Brady at MVP is worth a shot. Uh, so that's the football. We got a lot of games on Sunday. All the NFL Sunday. Uh, chiefs Bengals is a hell of a game. Bengals can win the division if they beat the Chiefs, which no, that, that totals, like I mentioned yesterday, that's going to go up. That's already up to 50. I think that's a shootout. I think that's a last team with the ball kind of game. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't move that to Sunday night because that's a hell of a game. Uh, Burrow versus Mahomes. Both those offenses are fun to watch. So I'm excited for that one. Uh, in terms of everything else, uh, Rams, Rams, Ravens. I, I figure the Rams should be able to beat the Ravens. I, I really like the team total there. The Ravens don't have a whole lot left um, on defense. I'm just looking for the other games where it's competitive for both teams. Here, the Dolphins, Titans is a good one. Dolphins obviously still control their own destiny. Although they really haven't beaten anyone in the last six or seven weeks. Um, yeah, there's a lot of games you don't really want to bet here. I mean, who wants to bet Panthers, Saints, Bills, Falcons? You know, it doesn't have a lot of juice, but some good games on Sunday, some good bowl games coming up. Uh, like I said, the picks today are Iowa state and Maryland. So uh, if you listen in time, you can get those in and we will be back tomorrow. I'll be doing a crossover with Danny Burke. We'll go over all things, NFL, some futures, some props, uh, the usual menu. So we'll chop it up with Danny tomorrow. I'm excited for that. I, Danny does a great job. I go on with uh, rush hour with him all the time. He does a hell of a job on the Chicago city cast. So you can check that out on Spotify and Apple podcasts, but We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook.